Hi, it's Randy G with the host of Kelsat Line. We're back. Actually, we never left. Um, long stories involved with that, but uh, we have some key words for the next week or 10 days or so. Uh, key words like patience, complacency, faith, those kind of words that we don't um, seem to concentrate on enough when we have all these things going on in our country, in our world, in our universe. Um, quickie about the storm, we didn't leave because uh, my mother, who's 84, and her 13-year-old dog and two birds um, didn't want to travel in the, in the uh, traffic. So we ended up buckling up the house, and, um, and it turned out okay. We did lose an angel. We have a, an angel in our back garden, which either got hit by lightning or a branch or something. It was flying through the air in these high winds, and um, that wasn't so good. And we stayed up forever. I should say I did, because I had to keep the dog um, happy, he, so he couldn't hear the storm very much. And uh, so I stayed up for about two and a half days because we had 115 tornado warnings and 18 actually tor actual tornadoes. And we were on the eastern shores on the other side of Mobile towards Pensacola. And this line of storms, when everybody else was only getting rain, we were getting these tornadic storms for, I don't know, I think it was 17 hours, something like that. Um, it wasn't scary, but because uh, I'm just not afraid of what God will do. Um, but it was disconcerting for people who who were all locked up in my house together. And that's where the word patience came in, because I had to, uh, again, remember that everyone is different in the way they foresee things and, and react to things and experience things. And even experiencing a space, a small space together, for that length of time, when you're not used to it, it's hard for everyone, the dog included. They're just not used to it. They're used to their routines. They're used to the path that they always take. And isn't that what one of our problems is with our health and our health care, that we get used to, we get trained to follow a certain path. Um, if we get a sore throat, we run to the doctor. If we um, catch a cold, we take over-the-counter medications. If we have upper respiratory things, we right away go on antibiotics. And all those things that allopathic medicine have taught us, it's the same thing. It's, it's um, this, uh, this instructional path that we get throughout our lives. And when we get stuck on that path, it's really stuck. And, and when someone says, no, you have to step outside that line and go this way to take more charge of what's going on with you, it's too hard for some people. They don't, they're afraid of the change. They're afraid of the consequences. Um, they think that they're more in control of the outcome of anything that's going on if they're on the same path they've always been on. And, um, and that's a falsehood. Um, and that's where the word faith comes in because, yes, we all have these paths in life we're supposed to walk. That's why we're here. We're here to do certain things, to learn certain things. We're not here just to make money or, um, or drink beer or whatever. We're here to make a difference in in all the energy around this earth and in the universe and, and um, not make a negative difference but a positive difference. And we're here to withstand certain things that happen to us so that we learn what we need to learn. And, okay, so we have these storms that move into the Gulf of Mexico and people up in northwest Washington and Maine are saying, it doesn't affect me, I don't live there. 
If you don't like hurricanes, why do you live there? Well, a lot of people live on the shorelines all around the United States because they work there and um, their income comes from there and sometimes their souls tell them to be there for whatever reason, whether it's to learn or to teach. They're there for those reasons, so don't judge them for living on the coast or for being in the path of a hurricane. That's, you know, if if you live anywhere else, if you've learned anything from living on this earth is that you can't run or hide from whatever Mother Nature or God is going to do. You can prepare and you can be aware and you can have the faith necessary to go through it, but you can't run or hide. You could, uh, a lot of the, the deaths that happened with Hurricane Gustav was uh, were attributed to people who left their homes because they were told to evacuate and went someplace else, and those homes were hit by trees and they were killed. Um, or they, you know, they couldn't go someplace um, and found out that it was better that they was, got stuck in the house than it was if they went to the place they were going to go. You don't really have control. What you have is a soul and a higher self that knows the outcome. And if you listen well enough, if you really listen to your inner child first and then your soul, you will be told which way to go without question because we are not in control of all those things. So you have to have some faith. Complacency is another thing. That is not from faith. Complacency comes from laziness and ego, mostly. Um, the ego, the head, starts thinking too much and says, I don't believe anything's going to happen here, and the weatherman said it wasn't coming here, so I'm going to stay and I'm not going to do anything but watch football games. Well, uh, Baton Rouge people learned a hard lesson because they listened to everything and thought that New Orleans, city proper, was the only place that was going to get hit, and it was Baton Rouge and, and um, uh, Huma that got hit the most. And they had a lot of damage, you know, storm-related damage, and they don't have power, and people have to learn how to live without power. And that means living without energy. And there's your lesson. How do we live without energy anyway? We don't. We survive. So if our bodies, if you bring all this back to our little tornadic bodies that are always in some kind of storm situation, whether it's a, a high-pressure system or a circulating low or um, a tornado or a drought or a flood, our bodies are always doing the same thing the Earth is doing. We're involved in these energy patterns constantly. So if you think about the fact that when these... Um, storms happen, one of the first things that happens to the area hit the hardest is no energy, no electricity, nothing to cool people, nothing to keep food cold, um, nothing to turn on the lights, nothing to see the light with except fire. And fire, of course, can be dangerous. But the, the important message from all of that is what are we doing to ourselves that depletes our energy to this state of darkness um, and and if you if you put all the weather patterns in there like I just did think about how you dehydrate yourself um, how you flood yourself with with um, Pepsis or Cokes or chocolate milkshakes or coffee how you don't drink enough water how you um, use foods that are so tainted with chemicals that you're setting up little chemical factories, which of course are toxic waste. If you look at the wave action that happens on coastal areas during hurricanes, what comes into the shore 
is not beautiful, you know, seashells and things like that, but garbage. And we see all of that washed up to the shore. It's Mother Nature saying, get it out of here. Get rid of this garbage. And yet, our bodies are full of garbage, and most people do not get rid of the garbage in their bodies. They don't flush it out. They don't have any wave action at all. They just keep adding more garbage until it overflows. It beats the um, levees that you have built up in your own system that are leaking constantly. Leaky gut syndrome and problems from your liver and your pancreas and your spleen. It does the same thing. And if you would not be complacent or apathetic, if you would understand that all of these messages, the reason that, that, that um, hurricanes become such a national news story isn't because it's not happening to you. It isn't because... Um, uh, it is the only place in the world that anything is going on energetically. It is because we need to know, we need to understand that these are metaphors for our own lives. That everything that goes on around us, we are connected to. And they're widespread, aren't they? When I said 25 states for Gustav, and look at where this storm still is today and count the number of states that have been affected by this storm. And then we have Hannah. She's coming next. And that has scared the heck out of everybody because she's doing these loop-de-loops, which I kind of told you she was going to do. Um, she was the chosen one. She's the one who makes everybody wonder what's going to happen next. Will she lay on six times because she had six children? Will she not make landfall at all because she was childless? Well, she's affected people with rains like crazy down in Hispaniola and Puerto Rico and Haiti. And you wonder about the people in those areas who don't have, uh, many of them, computers or televisions or regular newspapers. How do they know when these storms are coming? And if they don't, um, how do they survive? What do they do? They touch the earth is what they do, just like Jamaicans. Jamaicans, I think, try to spiritually change what Gustav was going to do, and I think actually they did. By spiritually, they, these people are very spiritual in Jamaica. You'll notice that most hurricanes will skirt one side or the other because they kind of move them away. This time, Jamaica took the storm on and got dumped on a lot. But I said it when I saw it hit, and I I saw this all of a sudden this big reversal in air currents. I said, "Wow, look what they're doing." They're going to change what Gustav finally does. And sure enough, when Gustav got into the Gulf, instead of instead of um, intensifying to a five and hitting New Orleans or anywhere around there at a five speed or intensity, um, it changed everything. And so all these people left town, almost two million people, got out of different areas and left town. And more than half of those people today, I'm sure, are saying the next time I'm not going because they they um, uh, played this up too much and, and dramatized it and capitalized on it and did whatever, and I know it's not going to be so bad and I'm staying. Here comes your complacency. That is not faith. That is complacency that comes from ego that says, you made me go somewhere I didn't want to go, and now I'm having a hard time getting back, and I'm not doing it again. So you get stubborn. Maybe that's another word for today is the stubbornness. The better way to see all these storms is to say, yep, they exist. They're there for a reason, and they will affect many people, including me. Whether I'm hit or not, I'm going to go to those areas and help those people. I'm going to do what I can to make sure that people are aware of what's going to happen so that they're prepared, and I'm going to, I'm going to be contributing to their safety, to their livelihood, to their lives. 
Um, so it does affect everybody. When we get complacent and apathetic, we'll get smacked, I guarantee you. So here's what's happening with Hannah. The National Hurricane Center says Hannah's going to basically miss most of the United States, <clears throat> miss Florida, maybe make some kind of landfall in um, North or South Carolina, maybe cause a lot of rains in many places. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Hannah has been tricky from the beginning. I would watch out if I was in Savannah, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina, Long Island, and Maine. Why? Are you going to get hit with catastrophic winds? No. But you're going to have rains and winds that extend out 300 miles from wherever Hannah is. So even if she doesn't make actual eyewall landfall anywhere as a Category 1 hurricane, the amount of rain to flush out all these systems, the amount of um, water damage that can happen because of these rains will probably be significant. So you need to be watching out for that. Here comes Ike. Now, what does Ike mean? Ike, the, word, the name Ike, of course, is another Hebrew name, and it comes from different sources. But in the end, what it means is God's laughter. And that comes back to ego and faith and complacency and patience again. People have been, been trying to figure out, there's thousands of people, by the way, on the Internet who will tell you what Ike is going to do, and none of them agree. So what I tell you Ike is going to do, you can agree with or not, except that, again, I haven't been so wrong. Now, I did say that Gustav would hit the southeastern corner of Louisiana, okay, and then jump and do its thing and cover lots of states. I said it would hit as a three or a four. Um, it hit as a three and then immediately diminished to a two. There's not a lot of difference between a two and a three when you see one mile an hour winds, by the way. Um, and it jogged just a little bit to the left, so it missed the north southeastern corner and went a little more to the southern um, shore. Again, uh, the Jamaicans changed some of the path of that, and I think you know all you need is a difference in high pressure or low pressure above and dry air, and you'll see a difference. The other thing that happened that people may not be aware of, because you don't know how to find these pictures or look for them or whatever, is when Gustav was sitting in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, this big swath of dry air came down around it, and hurricanes don't like dry air. Hurricanes like like good damp, moist air. Um, and that's when it didn't intensify. If you could see the vapor picture, and I've tried to, to get it to um, put it up on the podcast page so that you can get it on your iPods or whatever, and I can't, isn't that interesting, seem to get the still picture of this air around Gustav. But what it looks like is the hand of God. It's like those commercials where you see the hands come down and protect the children. It's this giant hand that comes down and holds Gustav in its palm with dry air so that Gustav did not become a Category 5. Um, so I don't care about being right or wrong except for your sakes because you need to know what's going to happen. But we were fairly close again. We didn't really miss by much. Everybody else thought it was going straight to Texas. I had to actually warn people in Pensacola. Um, and Biloxi, I said, no, you know, it's not going to Texas. And even if it goes to New Orleans, it's the right side of the storm, the northeastern and eastern quadrants of the storm, where you get sometimes the most damage. And, of course, Pensacola and where I live, which is where I told you, about 46 miles west of Pensacola, had two lines of storms that extended all the way down to the tip of Florida and continued all day and all night long, started at 1.37 a.m., 
um, before Gustav even hit New Orleans. And actually, there's still some lines out there now. We get these drops every once in a while. So it's been quite a while, and it's still still doing its thing. And we still have gusty winds. We had winds that went up to 53 or higher miles per hour, and people say, well, that's not much. We'll go stand out in 53-mile-per-hour winds with the rain going horizontally and see what it feels like. <laughs> I went out and thanked all my trees, because um, they definitely took the brunt of, of much of this. And the poor birds, of course, they couldn't eat because the, the feeders were down and things like that. But um, So what's Ike going to do? Ike is... Ike is miserable. Ike is a very strong hurricane. It's already a Category 4, and this is Thursday. We'll know better by tomorrow. But, but what I have seen earthwise is Florida, South Florida, and the Bahamas, and um, all those little islands down there, you're first in line. This looks a little bit like Andrew to me. So whether they tell you it's coming to South Florida or not doesn't matter. You get prepared anyway. Go ahead and board up. You won't look silly. Go ahead and, and get your groceries now. Get your water now if you're going to stay. Or start calling your relatives and say, you know what? Saturday morning I'm coming to visit for maybe five, six, seven days. And just go do it. Have the faith that you know what you're doing and that you're doing the right thing. And just go do it. When we ended up staying here, we have these, these um, they're not shutters or boards like you see on, on the television all the time. We have these vinyl shutters, I guess you'd call them. You put them up over the windows and there's there's pegs that go deep into the walls and, you, and they have little, um, um, oh, I lost the word, but anyway, you put the things over the pegs and you screw them on down there and it stops things from going through your windows and water coming in if something does break. And So think of them as vinyl shutters. And, and it took a couple hours to get them up because you have to get up on the ladders and they're kind of heavy and on. Blah, blah, blah. So we, but we shuttered up the house because I knew mom was going to be here and Elsa was going to be here and the dog and birds and Lori and me and whoever else might show up was going to be in the house. And just in case, you just go ahead and do it. Did all my neighbors shut her up? No. My next door neighbor did, but the the rest of the houses down the street didn't, and then a couple more did, and then the rest of the houses didn't, because they figured, well, whatever happens, happens. Um, I'm a little bit more responsible than that. Now, I still have my shutters up. And if people say, well, why don't you take them down? Because I said, because hurricane season is still going on. I've got uh, one that could come into the Gulf and two more that are coming off of Africa that could come. Why would I go through the extra work? Well, because your house doesn't look right. To who? Who's judging what my house looks like? There's, there's some good things in relationship to these shutters. Um, the other morning when I finally did get to go to bed, I, I needed sleep badly, and it started pouring, I guess, at 6.30 or something, and uh, because the shutters were up, the vinyl shutters, I didn't hear the storm, so I slept through it. That's a first. I don't sleep through anything. So I needed the sleep, and I was protected from the noise, and I slept, and I slept through it. So we're just going to leave them up for a while. We opened up the front windows, took them off so that we can see out and have light and sunshine, and, of course, we had the back um, office porch that I in all the time where we can we have the full view of the sky and lots of land and all that stuff so we kept the shutters on the rest of the windows and we emptied the hot tub which is going to stay empty because why turn it on I'm not planning on getting in the hot tub in the next few days to relax I have other things to do and lots of people to take care of so um Ike is going to hit Florida one way or another, even if it's with the right side of the storm as it passes through. It's wind bands which will, could hit Miami or look for Smyrna Beach if it goes that way. If it goes a little more south or west than it is now and Hannah doesn't help steer it, 
it'll cut across Florida just like Andrew did into the Gulf and then we have to start looking at the Florida Panhandle or more west all over again. One good thing could happen, it could skirt all the way across the Gulf into some deserted area of Texas or Mexico, but don't count on it. Uh, we have too many currents going on. This is the peak of the hurricane season, so Floridians, South Floridians, and East Coast Floridians, don't worry about what your neighbors say or what you're doing. It is going to look silly or funny. Be prepared now, right today, okay? This is going out today around 11 o'clock on Thursday, 11 a.m., so uh, those of you who listen, call your friends, call your neighbors, call your relatives in, in, um, in Florida and Georgia and South Carolina and Long Island and say, you know what, prepare for a lot of rain, prepare for things that happen that you, that you don't think are going to happen or the weather channel doesn't tell you are going to happen, like you lose power for three days. What would you do if you lost power for three days? How would you keep your refrigerator cold? Well, if you think the storms are coming and you're staying home, you turn the refrigerator up really high for as long as you can until you know the storms have passed or until the storms finally cut the power. And that will keep your things colder longer. You also put things inside of bags and stuff that freezer pack so there's not so much air around it because that keeps it frozen longer. You have things in bags if you leave home. You put them in plastic bags in your refrigerator, anything you can't take with you, so that when you lose power and the refrigerator turns off, you when you come home, if you're not allowed to come home like many aren't in Louisiana, and it's been four or five days, um, and everything's rotten. You can just take the bags out and throw them away. You don't have to clean up your refrigerator. Uh, you want to prepare yourself if you're going to stay with water and canned food and, you know, all the things they give you on the hurricane list. Make sure that you back up your computer files. You unplug your electricity if you're going to leave the house. Um, you know, add protection fires and and things like that if, if something does happen to happen to your home while you're gone. Just get prepared. That's the most important thing is is we don't prepare ourselves and we get complacent, we get apathetic. We have what we think is faith when it's actually laziness. And God helps those who help themselves. So we boarded up and we did everything we were supposed to. We have extra food now, we have extra water, we have all this kind of stuff, but we're ready for the next one and we're fine. Um, Ike is going to jump and he's going to do something and he's going to laugh all the way. So be prepared for that. Josephine, don't worry about Josephine. Josephine could end up going, uh, making some kind of land contact with the United States um, way up north, which would be a northern hurricane, which are very dangerous in some ways. But but my guess is right now, and I can't tell you better until I until I get the answer from above. Um, uh, Josephine needs to just hang out there, and and she'll go north sometime, and I'll tell you next week where she's going to go. But she's not coming straight across like Ike is. Ike is the one. Hannah's going to soak the East Coast one way or another, and Ike is is uh, going to laugh all the way to the bank. So uh, that's that. Now, for those of you who have just started listening to this podcast, and for and really the last three podcasts, we've picked up 140 something thousand people. So for those of you who haven't listened to all the other ones or been online for three years or whatever, 
uh, know that when you go to the website earthwalk-usa.com that there are just links everywhere. You can learn about pure water, you can learn about um, uh, water generators, you can go watch videos about the healthcare system, you can learn about vaccines and allopathic medicine, essential oils, ninja red from Young Living which is has the highest antioxidant value of anything on earth. Um, learn about body balance and other nutrients. You can learn about the classes that are being offered. Um, just all kinds of things on that website. So don't just look, you know, don't just go there and say, oh, there's their pictures and this and that. No, 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 no. Really cover those pages because, uh, you know, we just, we throw things in there sometimes when we're in a hurry and we'll throw a link in that you need to go click on. You can also get the books and I had people from Australia. Rod, um, I'm going to mention you right on the air. You're listening to me from the Australia coast. Thank you very much. I'm sorry that you can't get the books in Australia. I don't understand why Amazon doesn't send to those places, but um, uh, hopefully you have found a way to do it now, and if you haven't, please let me know and I'll get them to you. Um, but you can get books. Don't click just on, or just look at my book and then go to your own little website and, and look at it. Click on the books. It'll take you into a place where, where we recommend not only the books that I've written, but books about water and essential oils and music. There's music on there, believe it or not. Merwin Goodall is a, um, has wonderful CDs or of like medicine wheel, Native American type music, things like that. Uh, a lot of things. There's just so much on there. So don't don't be afraid to go to the website and click on those things. If you're on Podomatic, um, where we initiate these podcasts, don't be afraid to send me email there. I do answer the emails, and for those of you who have sent emails, if you haven't gotten one back, I'm not sure why because I have made sure that I answer them all. But if you haven't, we have reinstituted the contact page on earthwalk-usa.com at the contact us page. So you can get to us from there. And of course, right away, we have 4 million spam things. Um, but our email system is kind of taking care of most of it. So if you haven't heard from me and you emailed me, email me again. I will, I will make sure that you get it one way or the other. Okay, so that's it for today. Um, I will be, let's see, this is Thursday. I'll be back maybe Sunday or Monday to tell you um, by then, Hannah will already have gone to the coast, so you need to pass this information on today. And by then, Ike will be, um, Sunday or Monday, he will be a Category 4 again or higher and be close to the Florida Straits turning one direction or the other. So you need to get this information out there. Email it. You know, email the link. Um, call people up. Say, go on the website because you can get the link from there. Just go on Earthwalk and, and you'll find the uh, podcast link from there. But help people out. Don't just sit there and take the information and, and decide that if anybody ever asks me, I'll tell them, but I'm afraid to tell them because they'll think I'm stupid or whatever. What do you, what do you care? You might save somebody's life. Okay, somebody who's not listening, not paying attention, you might email them or call them up and say, you need to listen to this podcast about the hurricanes or whatever else they need to listen about. And maybe the hurricane doesn't come to them or they're in North Dakota and they don't care, but they go ahead and listen anyway and they learn about water or they learn about um, molds and viruses and, and uh, vaccines and spleens and livers and kidneys. And maybe they learn something that you didn't know they needed to learn, but you're there for that reason, to help them learn. Uh, oh, by the way, all of you who are in hurricane waters, do not go in barefoot or half naked. 
I guarantee you, the junk that's in that water, if you even have the slightest beginning of a hangnail, will enter your system, and then you have things to do about that. Um, the golden seal to cleanse the blood and and uh, make maybe even poultices, and then you have to clean out the parasites that have entered your body through the water, all kinds of things. And we'll talk post-hurricane recovery body-wise. Um, next time I come back, we'll spend more time on that. So this is Rainy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. Thank all of you for listening. You are um, loved and cared about, and um, we never forget you. We just have to stay off the air for a few days sometimes so that we can get other things done. So go to earthwalk-usa.com. This is Raina G.